This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 243, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, February the 4th. Welcome to the show. This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 243. It's our reviews episode looking at releases from, from Wednesday, February the 4th, and I'm your host, Adam Chapman. Every week we take a look at the comics that came out the previous week and give a quick rundown, a bit of a synopsis, and uh, if, the, if the issues were any, any good or you know worth checking out at all. Uh, this week, actually a lot of comics came out last week. Well, maybe not a lot, but there was definitely some interesting releases. Um, I'm going to talk about ten of those releases in a quick rapid-fire uh, series of um, synopses. Uh, first up, we have Ant-Man number two. Um, I wasn't quite sure what to think of Ant-Man number one. I liked it, but I was kind of bugged because... It, it bugged me because of the way that stature doesn't feel like she's stature. Like, it doesn't feel like the Cassie we know. It feels like a like they've almost de-aged and made her younger. Um, which just felt like a weird take. Um, and again, it didn't even feel like, like the Scott Lang that we saw who in FF, who felt like he was kind of getting his life together and was a lot cooler and had a job with the Future Foundation. And then this take on the character feels like it just kind of rips everything down. That being said, still terrifically enjoyable and very interesting. I mean, this issue in particular, um, you know, it's really cool. You have um, Scott Lang trying to get a job at a bank. Uh, we see kind of how, how that goes, how he ends up going up against a, a Nazi um, uh, robot, which was kind of cool. Uh, we're seeing him kind of struggling with different ideas, uh, him putting up shop as a, his own security consultant, him hiring a version of the Grizzly, which I actually thought was really cool. Um, I actually, I really dug this issue. The, pers- the way that, um, uh, that Cassie is characterized is going to bug me, and maybe that's not going to go away. But Nick Spencer did one hell of a job on the script, I thought, and Ramon Rosanas really liked his take on the art. I mean, it reminded me of um, a cross between Chris Som- no, not a little bit of Chris Somney and a little bit of, um, oh God, uh, Lieber from the Superior Foes of Spider-Man, incidentally, uh, uh, Nick Spencer's uh, partner on that book. I thought artistically it kind of reminded me of kind of a combination between the two. Uh, again, Cassie's the only thing that feels off in this series. Um, I mean, if I get bogged down in the continuity of Scott Lang, that bugs me too, because he's done a lot of interesting things and he should have a little bit more faith in himself. But be that as it may, the story here is really interesting. Um, him as a character is really intriguing. I'm really loving the idea of him working with the Grizzly. I think that, that I don't know why, but that really appeals to me and I'm really excited to see where they go with that. Um, so I'm going to give it an, um, maybe an eight and a half out of 10. I it was really good. I, you know, plan on eventually having this on my trade paperback shelf. I can't wait to give this out to people. I think this is worth reading and worth giving a shot. Um, next up is Avengers. This is issue number 41. The next chapter of time runs out. Um, the cover is, you know, not a misprint. It is the cover to ultimates. Number one, uh, it's written by Hickman and, uh, artwork by, um, Mike Diodato. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, it's all about the Ultimate Universe, uh, and you know, it's more about Reed Richards. Now, I don't know a lot about what happened to Reed in the Ultimate Universe after a certain point because I stopped with Ultimatum. So, obviously, a lot of things happened to him. He's gone through some major changes. Um, it's interesting that he ends up kind of creating his own bridge. Um, you know, the the idea that you know he's kind of doing his own thing on his own world. Um, seeing what happens during an incursion and he sees the incursion um, that ends up affecting um, 
the Cabal and Namor, so they actually end up not dying, um, but end up actually on the Ultimate Universe, which is definitely intriguing considering that we know that the final incursion is going to be the Ultimate Universe and the regular universe coming together. Um, that, that was really cool to kind of see Reed finding them there. Um, we have a little bit of a subplot with uh, the... Um, uh, what's his name? Gladiator of the Imperial Guard and the Shi'ar, because they have to—they think they have to destroy Earth because of everything that's going on. That the subplot kind of felt like it kind of came out of nowhere, but the rest of the issue with um, the Ultimate Universe very interesting. That being said, a little bit more confusing if you don't really know anything about the Ultimate Universe or where it's been. And I don't really get it, or I don't even know—you know—Nick Fury's still around. Reed Richards is kind of hitting it like that. It definitely made me feel like I was lost a little, more so than usual when reading a, a Hickman book because I just don't know the continuity there. Um, but I think if you've been reading the Ultimate Universe, it'll make more sense and be even more interesting. And I think Hickman wrote some of that Ultimate Universe stuff when this was kind of happening. So, again, feeding the big picture. Um, I'm going to give it a 7, maybe a 7.5. No, I think a 7. I, I'm really on, on kind of on the bubble here as to how exactly it should uh, be rated. Uh, next up is... Batman Eternal. This is issue 44. Um, let's see here. The the, uh, the issue is by Scott Snyder and James Tinney IV on story. Just like every issue, Ray Fox on script. Kyle Higgins and Tim Seeley are the consulting writers with Ago on art. The art I found to be... It felt very inconsistent. Um, I, the elements with the Batwing seemed very kind of like, where have you been? Um, spoiler and Bluebird... The art, I don't think, was always clear exactly what was happening. Uh, the search for, I guess, Dr. Milos or whoever this guy is with Batman. Again, the art, I don't think, was always quite a good fit. Although I, I like the idea behind the, um, uh, you know, what Batman's out to do and out to capture this character. But I just, something about it just seemed off. And um, it, it felt like it should have been more interesting. And then the very end, I was just like, I don't care. First of all, the last page, the art looks terrible. The perspective is all off. Um, I just I just didn't enjoy it. And the whole kind of demonic ghosts, that kind of stuff, really doesn't interest me. Um, and it kind of makes me check out a little bit. I look at it and I'm like, eh, I'm good. I don't really care. Um, so it's kind of an on and off issue. I'm going to give it a, a 6 out of 10. It wasn't all bad, but it definitely had its issues. Maybe a 5.5, actually. Um, some of the artistic problems were major problems. Uh, next up is Detective Comics 39. Love it. Fantastic. Uh, the story by Manipal and Bucciolato is really engaging. Um, even using Mad Hatter, who I think has been used a lot in the New 52. If you go back, I think there's been a lot of stories where he's been involved. It's still very interesting. Um, I don't know why, but the way that Harvey Bullock looks when Manipal and Bucciolato uh, both pencil and um, and uh, color him, just I think this looks so fantastic. Uh, I like his relationship with Batman, not really liking Batman, Batman not liking him, but them kind of begrudgingly working together anyway. Uh, I really dug this, and I've enjoyed their run kind of since the beginning. The whole Anarchy storyline is really cool. I'm going to give it an 8. Very solid, enjoyable read. Um, yeah, very good. And I think in some ways better than their Flash run, because their Flash run focused on a lot of things I don't think they needed to. Their version of the Rogues wasn't my favorite. The kind of the stuff with the Speed Force, the characters being stuck there for a while and then their weird version of reverse flash like it never quite gelled with me as much as their detective comics which is interesting because i think their art was great on flash but the story didn't always engage me whereas here i feel like the story is fantastic and the art is 
absolutely top notch. And in fact, I think it's actually a lot better than I ever expected it would be. Nothing against them. I just I'm really shocked and in a good way about how good it is. Uh, next up is Green Lantern 39. Um, it was all right. I, I wasn't super kind of loving it. Um, it, it, it was okay. It, it wasn't my, it wasn't the strongest read of the week. Um, whole storyline with uh, what's going on with uh, you know the, the Guardians and this this issue they have to deal with, and also what's going on with uh, with how uh, Jordan is the leader, and they're kind of letting him be the leader. Venditti wrote it. Billy Tan and art. Billy Tan's artwork, I think, left a little bit to be desired as well. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just I don't. I just wasn't a huge fan, and. We'll see what happens at the end. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of... I liked the Godhead storyline, but after Godhead, it, I don't know, something feels kind of off and maybe a little small about what's going on here. Uh, especially the ending, again, didn't really leave a lot to be desired to me. Um, I don't know. I'm going to give it a, a 5 out of 10. It was very ho-hum, I guess, is the is the best way to call it. Uh, next up is Hawkeye 21. I don't even remember when a lot, the last issue came out, and I don't even know what's going on anymore. Um, it's by Matt Fraction and David Aja. Um, it, I mean, it's really it's gorgeous. Um, I just wish it was more timely. Definitely, the artwork is fantastic. Again, the the, the uh, comparisons to uh, Masakelli are definitely um, warranted in a good way. They're earned because the artwork just looks so much like something he would have done. Um, definitely don't really know where. It's going from here, and it definitely looks like Barney might be dead. Um, it's, you know, it, it's pretty heartbreaking. And that last kind of shot of the dog and the arrow, I don't know what that's supposed to be, but it's like, I think that's what I want on a poster. It's just that that panel with the door open, the sky the way it is, and the dog kind of slanting its head with an arrow in its, in its mouth, uh, that's holding in its mouth. Um, even though I was a little disoriented, even though it's been forever since we've had an issue, it's still fantastic. Uh, it's still really good. Um, the momentum was obviously not the same as if it was coming out at a regular pace, but it's still a very good book, so I'm going to give it an 8. Uh, next up is Hulk 11. God, I love Hulk right now. It is just, I'm really enjoying it. It's so much fun. Jerry Dugan is just writing an amazing script. Um, the art by Mark Bagley, I'm really enjoying, although at times Hulk is a little small. Um, for the most part, I'm still really enjoying it. I just find this arc to be a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's it's just kind of cool to see, uh, you know, Doc Green going from kind of mission to mission. I like his outfit even. I don't know why, but it kind of reminds me of when he was uh, Professor Hulk. Uh, I like the beard on him, too. Like, I just, I found it really interesting. Um, him going up against Lyra, really cool. And the idea of the AI kind of turning against him, which didn't necessarily feel really original, but it was just interesting to kind of see Hulk dealing with that and, um, you know, that maybe he was outthought by his own science and the idea that he's, he's, he's starting to get a little bit, not just dumber, not as smart. Um, very cool. I'm interested to see where they go with this as it continues. Uh, seeing the return of the Gamma Core could be cool as well. I don't even know where they've been. Uh, I guess they, were, they just haven't been around. So very cool. Um, really excited to see what next issue's like. Um, and then after that, I think there's a Deadpool issue. Then we have the Big Hulk uh, versus Red Hulk f- rematch. Uh, this has just been a great book. Um, Hulk has been so solid uh, ever since the relaunch. I mean, I think, to be honest, as much as I liked Indestructible Hulk when it started, the different artists 
kind of waylaid it and uh, prevented it from really having a clearer sense of vision um, and it being as consistently enjoyable. Whereas here, Bagley's been on it since basically issue one, and it's just been one issue after another that is just fantastic and really enjoyable. Uh, I'm going to give it an 8.5. I, I just... It's oh every 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 month it comes out. It's one of the favorite my favorite issues of that particular week. It's just that solid. Uh, next up is Miss Marvel number eleven, which we kind of cap off an arc here more or less. Uh, it's written by G Willow Wilson, who's just doing an amazing job in, in this book. I guess the next issue is coming out in two weeks, which is exciting. Um, Adrian Alfona on art, as we have the kind of uh, the big battle against the inventor uh, again. I love the Kamala Khan version of the character. It's really interesting to see how she kind of gets her, tries to figure out a way of getting out of things. Um, the way she kind of rallies these uh, kind of cast off um, teenagers and young people to rally against the uh, the inventor was really cool. Uh, the inventor himself is just kind of a, a really cool visual and a, a unique ver- villain. Um, just the the artistic sense is just so engaging here. Uh, the way that Miss Marvel has you know kind of a her own developing relationship with the cops and with um bystanders is really cool as well um i'm really excited to see the next issue where it's a crossover with well, not crossover but shows a guest appearance by loki but uh it remains one of the best books on the market um consistently enjoyable great art um it's just such a it's a it is a new reader friendly book because it doesn't need you to really know anything else. You don't need to know who Lockjaw is or in humans. You just need to know this girl suddenly has superpowers. What she, this is what she does with it, and it's really cool. And it's not about her race and it's not about her gender. It's just a really she's just a cool character with superpowers and what happens with that. Uh, next up is um, Star Wars number two, which. Oh my god, this book is fantastic. Now, I have to admit, I'd never ended up actually reading the Brian Wood uh, Dark Horse version, but um, now I feel like I don't need to, since this occupies kind of the same space in terms of timeline. But um, Jason Aaron is just doing an amazing job with the script. Not a lot, I guess, really happens in this issue, but at the same point, it's tremendously entertaining. The artwork by John Cassidy is absolutely gorgeous. Um... You know the showdown between Luke and uh, Vader felt very authentic to who these characters were at this particular point. With Vader not even knowing why you know Luke is even going to be important at all, um, the kind of escape with um, uh, Han and Leia bickering back and forth in the ATAT very cool. C three PO classic C three PO getting into all kinds of trouble. Um, again, we're seeing kind of the brashness of Luke. Because it hasn't been tempered yet by experiences throughout the rebellion uh, in Empire, obviously things aren't going so well. But here, things are still going better. Um, so it's really, really good. The art is fantastic. I mean, Casta is just killing it on the art. It just looks like you've just read the comic. Uh, sorry, that you've just watched the movie. Like it just feels like the movie come to life. Uh, I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. It's I don't know. In some ways, it's almost better than the second. Sorry, than the first issue because of all the action you're seeing, and it still feels so authentic to who the characters are. Uh, last up is Superman number 38, which has the new costume, new powers. Although, I don't know if that's really that much of a new costume. Uh, it looks pretty similar. Um, I mean, I guess the boots are a little different, and there's like it's not quite armor, and I just don't care. Um, and the whole new power, the idea that he's going to be kind of human for a little while... Again, feels like, okay, well, then don't do it. Don't do your super flare. Like, it, the idea that this is even kind of a new, cool power, I don't find very interesting. As an ending to the uh, Ulysses storyline, I thought it was very uninspired and too simple. Um, 
It just felt like the series, sorry, not the series, the um, the arc started off with such a bang, and by the end it just felt like it really ended with a whimper. And then there's the big cliffhanger with him revealing himself to Jimmy, which again, I don't feel has the same weight because it's the new 52. And I, what I mean by that is it's, it's cool that Jimmy also knows, but it's not like it's the pre-existing continuity where it was years and years and years and Jimmy Olsen had aged and wasn't just a kid and was not this kid who's a millionaire and then gave away all his money, but instead, you know, it was actually, you know, this long friendship between these characters, which doesn't exist in the new 52, which, so I feel like this reveal is, it's not that it's cheapened, I just don't feel it's as earned and doesn't feel like it's as valuable and as interesting as a reader. Um, overall, and again, the issue, I felt like it felt rushed, I'm going to give it a 5.5 out of 10. Again, it felt a little uninspired. The artwork felt rushed. Uh, it just didn't feel like they really spent enough time on it. Um, and that's everything. So the comics I didn't get a chance to read include the following. Action Comics 39, American Vampire Second Circle number 6, Aquaman and the Others number 10. How did I miss that? Batman 66 number 19, Earth 231, Earth 2 World's End 18, Flash Season 0 number 5, Grayson number 7, Green Arrow 39, Hinterkind 15, Injustice Gods Among Us Year 3 number 8. Uh, recently, Paul Scorez, a uh, friend of the show and frequent guest of the show, uh, he told me that he recently read a lot of uh, Injustice, and he said it was just incredible. And uh, he hasn't really enjoyed anything from DC in a while, but he read that and he was just blown away. So at some point, I plan to actually read that. Uh, Lobo 5... Uh, Lo- Looney Tunes number two th- 223 Names number 6 New 52 Future Zen number 40 Swamp Thing 39 Wolf Moon number 3 All New Captain America Fear Him number 1 Which I think is just the print version of the digital first uh, Angela Asgard's, Asgard's Assassin number 3 uh, I didn't get a chance to actually read The Guardians of the Galaxy and X-Men Black Vortex Alpha number 1 um, Though I read part of it But I didn't get actually a chance to finish it So I'm looking forward to finishing it uh, Marvel's Ant-Man Prelude number one, Miracle Man fifteen, Operation Sin number two, Punisher number fifteen, Return of the Living Deadpool number one, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number two, and Wolverine's number five, which I actually just caught up on, and now once again I'm behind. That's what happens with weeklies. You think you're caught up, and then bam, you're behind again. Uh, looking at comics that came out, well, that are coming out the following week, but really on February the 11th, the same day I read that I'm recording this. Um, some highlights that are coming out include the following. Uh, coming up, we've got, um, no, I had it and then I lost it. Uh, coming up on the 11th, we have, these are some of the highlights anyway, um, from DC Comics. Uh, some of the highlights include, let's see here, anything good? Uh, new issues of Batman Eternal and Earth 2 World's End. Not a surprise there, since they come out weekly. Uh, new issue of Astro City. There's a Batman Dark Knight, Dark City trip paperback. I'm not even sure what that's supposed to cover. Um... There's the Batman, the Dark Knight, trade paperback volume four, which is called Clay. Um, there's the DC, the New Frontier Deluxe Edition hardcover, um, which is probably worth getting, maybe, I don't know. Um, the Fables Complete Covers by James Jean hardcover, that's cool. Although, again, I feel like it's it's a new edition, so I don't think it's the complete covers. I feel like it should have like volume one or something attached to it, considering the series still going. Um, there's, uh, let's see, a new... I'm not actually that impressed with a lot of uh, DC's offerings for this coming week. Uh, there's Secret Six number two, but I wasn't really a big fan of the first one. There's a new Secret Six trade paperback volume one, Villains United, which I think has the, um, the the first two miniseries that they were starred in in there. Uh, and there's also Superman Krypton Returns hardcover. Uh, at Marvel, uh, there is uh, all new X Men 36. 
uh, Amazing Spider-Man 14, which is the, the last chapter to Spider-Verse. I read it very unimpressed. I'll talk about it next issue. Uh, Avengers World Trade Paperback Volume 3, Next World. I feel like, has that book just disappeared for a month or two? Like, I know it has an upcoming big storyline bridging the gap between um, uh, pre, you know, Time Runs Out and and Time Runs Out. Uh, but it just hasn't happened yet. And I feel like the, that book must have taken a month or two off, which I think did happen, now that I think about it. Uh, there's the launch of Darth Vader, number one. There's a Deathlock trade paperback called Rage Against the Machine, uh, or Rage Against Machine, I should say. Uh, Indestructible Hulk finally has its fourth trade paperback, which is called The Humanity Bomb. Uh, there's a new issue of Nightcrawler, which I've been really enjoying by uh, Chris Claremont more than maybe I should. Uh, there's the first hardcover of Rocket Raccoon. Yes, we live in a world where when Rocket Raccoon goes to collected edition, it goes to a premier hardcover. Uh, there's also uh, a chapter of Spider-Woman. Um, it's a part of Spider-Verse. And then another. they have issues of Thanos vs. Hulk, Thor, Wolverines, X-Force, and X-Men. So that's everything coming out uh, this week. Uh, so thank you for joining us for this podcast. This has been episode 243. It's our reviews episode for the uh, February 4th releases. Uh, if you want to email us, you can do so at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and post in our HC Realm thread as well when they finally go up. Uh, in the next couple of weeks, we should have a, a Heroclix episode, which I'm looking forward to, because it's, it's been a while. It's been since the Flash episode, I think in November or December, since we've had one. So I'll be excited to finally do that. I think it was November. Um, next episode will probably be the the part two of uh, well, what we did in episode 242, which was a flashback to X-Men in 998. So that'll be uh, something to look forward to. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you for joining me for this episode. And I guess we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>